Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Thursday's devotion, Thursday's daily bread. This is our daily bread. This, this is uh, day 16. We're April 16th. We're right along schedule. And um, I believe by the time this is over, we will be on the other side. By the time we've rested, by the time we've taken advantage of this opportunity that we have to reprioritize our lives and to really learn faith and to really learn compassion. Um, well, then um, we, we have an opportunity, I believe, by the end of this two weeks, next two weeks, we're going to be on the other side of this thing and we will have learned faith. We will we will have learned our authority. We will have learned compassion. We will have learned how to um, treat one another and care for one another better. And um, and we'll appreciate the ha shaking hands with people soon and we'll appreciate hugs and kisses and affection and being able to be close to one another. That, that's the, the devil's a liar. And this is not a new way that we're going to relate to people from now on. We're not going to get rid of shaking hands. We're not going to get rid of hugging. We're not going to get rid of what the Bible says. Greet one another with a holy kiss. So um, I just encourage you that um, don't let's not let's not let the world establish our customs, our habits, what we accept, what we believe. We're going to use our faith and we're going to use wisdom, but we're not going to we're not going to be conformed to this world. We're going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and we're going to learn our authority. We're going to learn we have we're going to learn that we have more power over our lives than any germ or virus. The greater is he that is in you than he's in the world. I've been telling you this the whole time and I want to encourage you. This is what I this is how you can live in peace and joy all the time, no matter what's going on in the world. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Amen. By the way, um, shout out to some of you that are that are joining me live. And thank you for taking the time to be with me. I'm honored to be able to be a part of your day today. Really, it's really an honor. But um, shout out to Georgie and Andrea, Jason, Davey. God bless you guys. Mona. Um, Isabel, Sandra, Francis, Rasha, Jay, Kelly, Gary, Roger. Love you guys. Thanks uh, for joining me. Also, um, we're on day 16. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I also want to take a few questions if you want and if you guys have time. But um, I'll just get to the first question, then I'll get to the book. Out of all the Rocky movies, John, thanks for asking this. Out of all the Rocky movies, is there a specific scene that would provide value, encouragement or perspective during the coronavirus season? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> There's your answer. I hope that encourages you. Um, but uh, how about this one? It's not how hard you hit. It's how hard you is how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Like that's to me a great, great scene that's in um, Rocky Balboa uh, after the fifth movie, which was pretty wild itself. All right. Um, so day 16. Thanks for the questions and welcome anybody that wants to try to ask anything. I'll give uh, as much time as we can give before I lose your attention span <laughs> before I uh, exceed your attention span, I should say. So day 16, God restores you. Day 16, this is 
God knew what, what you were going to need. This is daily bread. It's like God stored up. God had Joseph store up physical food for the famine, and God has had us store up spiritual food for you during times like these. And um, so day 16 is really pertinent to us. God restores you. And the scripture that I draw from in this um, on this particular daily bread day, it says in Jeremiah 31, verse 25 in the Message Bible, I will refresh tired bodies. I will restore tired souls. God says, I will refresh tired bodies. I will restore tired souls. Can I just prophesy to you right now? Because the Bible says the sons and daughters of God can prophesy in these last days. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. God says my sons and daughters will prophesy and I prophesy over you. Your tired body is going to be restored. God is restoring your tired body. He's restoring your tired soul. He's restoring your tired relationships. He's restoring your tired health. He's restoring your tired finances. God is the God of restoration. And by the way, on the other side of this uh, pandemic, I'm going to be doing a series right now. I'm I'm teaching on how your life is a story. So part two is going to be this Sunday. You don't want to miss it. But I also want to um, let you know I'm going to be doing a teaching coming up in a few weeks on the God of restoration and how God will restore the years that have been devoured. He's going to restore the money that has been devoured from your life. God is the restorer of our soul and he's the restorer of our time and he's the restorer of our finances and he's the restorer of our dreams. And I can show you scriptures that prove each one of those things and more. God restores all things to to you, just as the prophecy says. Now, shout out to Kelly, to Kimberly, to um, Isabel, to Eva to Mero, to uh, Arlene, Norma, Vanessa, Gloria. Hi, you guys. Thanks for uh, watching and tuning in. Thanks, Rod, Rini. Um, so many of you guys watching. I really appreciate it. It means a lot that you, you know, trust me with a little bit of your time each day. Thank you. Um, let me read to you what I wrote under. I'll refresh tired bodies, God says, and I'll restore tired souls because that's where we really quit. That's where we really get weary in is in our minds. The body is much more um, can can endure much more than the mind uh, initially. But then we got to teach the mind to run the body rather than letting the body run our minds. We need to make our minds run our bodies, control our bodies. All right. God doesn't expect us to restore ourselves. He is the God of restoration. He says that he will restore our health our finances, our years that have been devoured and and the years that have been stolen. He does that by restoring our soul. He begins with our soul. And as we lie down beside green pastures of his grace and the still waters of his promises, he restores our soul from a restored soul flows all the restoration that he has promised. Our lives prosper as our souls prosper, according to third John, verse two. And we need to renew our mind to God's way of thinking today, and he will refresh, he will restore and he will transform your life effortlessly. He said, remember, he leads me beside green pastures and still waters. Green pastures are speak of 
the word of God, the green pastures of God's word, eating of God's word and refreshing of God's word. And still waters is. What what's still what what stands still is God's promises, what never changes God's faithfulness. So we need to look into the still waters of God's promises, into the still waters of God's faithfulness. And as we do that, he's restoring our lives. Remember that we're not do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says this is how God changes us is through the the renewing of our mind is that that's how our life is transformed, which is the word metamorphosis, which is what a the butterfly, the caterpillar or the or the silkworm turns into the butterfly or the moth. It's a result of being in the cocoon and metamorphosis is the word transformed and it's from the inside out. So what is a what does a caterpillar do? It it weaves its its it, its um, cocoon around itself and it stays in there until its muscles develop and until its beauty and its colors come out. Well, what is our cocoon? Our cocoon where transformation takes place or metamorphosis takes place is God's word, God's promises and God's church. That's the cocoon. It's not that we're hiding. It's that we're we're wrapping our minds. We're wrapping the cocoon around our thought life. We're wrapping the church around our lifestyle. And in that cocoon, the the true colors that are inside of you, the true wingspan that's inside of you, it begins to emerge. It's it was always there when you're born again. It's always there in your spirit. But when you wrap your mind around God's word, out from your spirit flows all of these colors and all this wingspan and all the strength and all the power to fly. It begins to emerge and show up and expand your life and enlarge your life rather than crawling for the rest of your life. Now you're flying that metamorphosis, that transformation happens when you wrap yourself around stuff like this every day, when you wrap your mind with God's promises, God's word. And I want to just uh, hear from you guys. If, if there's anybody watching me right now, because I know that the unemployment numbers came out today on the most recent week and there's millions of people that we voluntarily allowed ourselves to to be laid off like we 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 agreed to follow the direction of our government leadership and many people have lost their jobs, at least temporarily. But I want you to know God's going to restore you. And I'm not believing that God's going to restore you to the same that you were. I believe God's going to restore you to something better. And I want to hear from you if you've lost or been furloughed or have been temporarily unemployed. I want to hear from you so I can pray for you specifically. I want to pray for you guys specifically after we're done with this um, session at the end of this session. So if you if you lost your job or you're furloughed, nothing to be ashamed of. And frankly, I want to just tell you something. One of my, you know, I guess uh, my personal feelings about this is that and I'm 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 following all the CDC guidelines and all that in our churches and everything. And I believe in that. But 
to categorize people and to categorize jobs as some are essential and some are non-essential, I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. I don't buy that. I get it. I understand what the government means, but you think about it is, you know, is, is a hamburger restaurant really essential while other people's jobs have to now be laid off and we have to, be, I'm not trying to start a fight here. I don't want to get into that with you, but I want, my point is your job is essential. Your life is essential. You're not inferior because you got laid off. You're not less because your job could be put on hold for a time being. You're not inferior. You're not less. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. I guess that's my point, not to take up disputes with government issues, but to make sure that, you know, no matter what they categorize you as you are essential to God and you are essential to, to people and you are essential to me and you are essential to this uh, to this earth. So I, I hope that you receive that in the spirit uh, that I mean it. So um, if you whoever does, you don't you don't even have to say I'm going to pray for you. You can tell me if you're you know, if you want to let me know that you're you're struggling because you lost your job or you're furloughed or if you're collecting unemployment, let me know if you want to let me know. I don't need to. I'm just saying I'm I invite you to let me know so I can pray for you. Um, I, but I really want you to get a hold of this, that God restores and no matter what condition that you're in right now, the Bible says God's going to restore your health. He's going to if you have symptoms of covid or symptoms of anything else, God is going to restore your health. If you have financial problems or if you're struggling because of what's happened as a result of this, God's going to restore you in better condition than how you started in better condition. I told our our church when we when this all started, I said, God spoke to me that this is going to be a time of increase in our lives, not a time of decrease. And you know what? You can cling to that and it will show up in your life. You can prophesy to the, prophesy that to yourself because God is the God of increase. And I don't mean just financially. I mean, in every area of your life, I am experiencing an increase of peace, an increase of joy, not based on other people suffering, but based on the fact that in times like this, God is our strength. And the Bible says his presence is our strength and the joy of the Lord is our strength and joy comes from the presence of God. And so I think I've tried to become more aware of God's presence. And I hope I can impart that to you to become more aware of God's presence today than you've ever been before. We have got to rise up to who we are, gang. We got to realize that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And we spend so much we've spent so much time in the last few weeks following all the rules that we somehow can shift our thinking into believing that following the CDC guidelines is what's going to protect us and make us healthy when really. That is a part of it, because that's a practical those are practical steps of wisdom. But let's not put our trust in that, because a person could wash their hands and, got, and get hit by a bus. A person could. And I don't mean this in a in a uh, 
in a joking way. I mean, a person could literally be free from the covid virus and die of a heart attack because they're so stressed out over their economic issue and their financial issue. You understand like we can we can cause other problems not by following the guidelines, but we cause other problems by not adding faith to the guidelines. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Anyway, shout out to uh, to you guys watching uh, Eva, Laura, Roger, Arlene, Pamela, Akamumpa, um, Linda, Roger, Josephine. Hey, um, let me take some of your questions. Somebody said, um, do you think that the media and the, inter and the Internet play an important role on how people respond in this circumstance? Unfortunately, I think the I think the media is playing too much of a role in how people respond. I think the media should be informing us with facts, information that is factual, not political, not opinionated, just facts. Hey, this is what's happening. This is how many people die. This is what's going on. This is where it's ha this is uh, the steps that you're that you're supposed to take from a wisdom standpoint. But we need to be we have not we, we cannot rely on the media or the Internet or the government or anybody to give us faith. We have to hear the word of God because faith comes from hearing the word of God. So we have to decide to take in a stream of God's promises to combat the stream of media and the stream of news. So I think the, I think that um, people are going to respond to what they listen to the most and people's actions are going to take on the nature of what they believe. And what we believe is going to be shaped by what we're listening to and what we're focused on. So I want to encourage. That's why I've come. I'm coming to you every day. That's why like, I'm excited about meeting with you every day this whole month. And let's see what happens after that, because I would love to continue this as much as we can. But what I'm trying to do is is feed you enough content of God's word and faith and encouragement and strength so that you can combat all that's coming against you and all that's coming to you from a media perspective. And it doesn't matter to me like what your pol political point of view is. You got to you got to listen to good news if you want to have joy and peace. If you focus on the bad, all the bad, it's going to be depressing and it's going to make you anxious and depressed. So focus on the good news, the gospel, the word of God, because that remains no matter what happens in this world, the word of God remains. OK, um, great question, by the way. Um, what happens when someone Sharon said on um, uh, Facebook, what happens when someone has a lot of faith, believes the word yet still suffers? I want to point you to last night's um, last night's service that we had here. If you want to go since you're on my Facebook page, Go back to when we're done with this, go back to last night's service at seven o'clock Bible study. And I talk all about suffering. And I I really answered that question a, a whole lot more in depth. If you go to that, I'm going to continue to talk about that next week more because I want to get to more of that. There's some other stuff that I didn't didn't get to. OK, so I hope that helps. Um, so thank you for that question, by the way. What does uh, because I talk about healing from suffering, if you're looking for the topic, it's healing from suffering. How can I become more aware of God's presence in my life? That's a great question. Um, 
by to me, we become aware of something by exposing ourselves to, to the truth of that thing. So if I could give you a couple of scriptures, second Corinthians three, six or first Corinthians three, six says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 says we come into God's holy presence by the blood of Jesus. So by assuring your by looking at the scriptures that will give you assurance that you are in God's presence and God's presence is in you. That's how you become more aware of it. Focus on the scriptures that talk about God's presence in your life. He says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. David doesn't say. I will fear no evil because maybe you're with me or one day you'll be with me or when I get to heaven, you'll be with me. He says you are with me and God wants you to be able to look at that scripture and realize, yes, God is with me. That's how you become more aware of God's presence. You can't come into more of God's presence, but you can come into more awareness of God's presence because he is in you and you're in him and he is with you. Okay, hope that helps. Great question. Um, how does God's voice sound when he speaks to us? This is a great, a great, great question. How do I know it's not my thoughts within myself? Well, here's how God's voice sounded the first time that we have it recorded in the New Testament. The first record of God's voice is in Mark, chapter one, verse 11. Jesus came up out of the waters of baptism and the Bible says, and a voice. From heaven said it doesn't even say the voice of God, we know it's the voice of God, but it doesn't say the voice of God came. It says a voice from heaven. Saying you are my beloved son. Now, that's how we know that's the father that said that you are my beloved, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me much joy. Mark 111 um, New Living Translation, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me much joy. You bring me great joy, it actually says. You. So the father said, you're my I love you dearly and you bring me great joy. This is the sound. Of God's voice, God's voice sounds like. I love you. You bring me joy. I'm for you, not against you. God's voice sounds like love because God is love. So if somebody if you were in love with somebody, what would your voice sound like towards them? That's what God's voice sounds like. That's how you can recognize God's voice is it's sounds like love. And then it lines up with scriptures. It sounds like love and it lines up with scripture. Um, great question. Uh, thank you for asking those questions. I think, um, boy, there's so many more we could get to. I, I'm sorry we don't have time today. I'm going to put it on pause for now and hope that you receive this. But I want to pray for those of you that are that have lost your jobs and I want to pray for hope and finances and healing. OK, can we do that? Let's agree together because the Bible says if two shall agree about anything they ask, it shall be done for them by my father in heaven. Jesus said that. So right now I want to pray with you and I agree in the name of Jesus. Lord, I agree for each. 
man, woman and child hearing the sound of my voice. I pray that you give them supernatural hope. I pray that the gift of hope would be stirred up and awakened inside of them. I pray, Father, for blessing and restoration of people's jobs and finances and give them increase and bring them into more. Give them hope and restore them. And Lord, make it up to them. Open a door that no man can close for them. Lord, whatever door has closed in any person's life today, I'm asking you for a better door to open. And I thank you that you're going to do it because we asked because you love us so. And now, Lord, I pray for healing for those that are suffering any symptoms in their bodies right now, coronavirus or any or any any virus or any symptoms. I prophesy healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, and I pray for the manifestation of that healing to show up in your life in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. By the way, um, so many people were asking for this devotional 30 days of rest. They wanted to get it. So I decided I'm going to just give it to you and send it to you. So if you go to our landing page, go to go to Gregory dot com slash rest. GregoryDickow.com slash rest. And then you can just follow the promptings and click on to get your copy of this. It's my gift to you. I do ask and I am asking and I'm not afraid to ask this, that if you are able to, I'd like to ask you to give something back, a donation of any amount, a dollar, a hundred, whatever. So that that, that will all 100 percent of that goes into our crisis relief fund. It doesn't go to this broadcast. It doesn't go to anything. It doesn't go to our building. All that's paid for. It goes towards our 100 percent outreach efforts to feed and to help and to bring supplies to the people that are suffering all around the world. We're helping people in America, in Italy, in Turkey, in all sorts of places. So um, so whatever is on your heart that you can do. And if you can't do anything, I'm not going to not give you this. I'm still sending this to you. Maybe those that can give and give a little extra for those that can't give anything. Or if you can give something, step out in faith and give a dollar, give five dollars, whatever. Thank you, by the way. So because everybody's asked for that, it's my gift to you. And if you can return the favor by helping somebody else and us reach more people, do that with uh, the donation box on there somewhere. All right. Thanks again. I love you guys. If you need anything along the way between now and tomorrow, let us know and we'll see you then. God bless.